Shall we begin? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Differential FPL Podcast. I'm your host, Tishukwe Doherty. And today we're going to discuss the last game week. I'm um, also going to discuss the uh, Carabao Cup, which just concluded. And to help me with that today, I have um, Alex. Hey Alex, how's it going? Champions, champions, <laughs> ole, ole, ole. Yeah, I'm good, my bro. <laughs> Alex is um <laughs> obviously you can see he's already celebrated there. And um he'll join us with his camera soon. But for now, uh all we have is you know Alex in his suits looking very bust. Yeah. But there you yeah. go. There you go. Um also here with me is Habi. Habi, how you doing? I'm all right, I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Uh we're doing well. Probably better. No, you're, you're not all right, bro. You're not all right. Stop lying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you help us get the treats first? <laughs> <laughs> and um and also here with us is the Liverpool closet fan. Um Wala Alpha. Namdi, what's going on? <laughs> I'm a football fan. I just I just like good football. I like good managers. Pop yeah. is on the way out, so that romance will be dead in a bit. Unless yeah. they get Alonso, you know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um I like your top, man. Is that like your camera is a bit fuzzy anyway? Is that like Germany's stores? Yeah, yeah, it's the like... German training jersey. Yeah. They make good they are, they are, their badge is actually sweet. Oh, I have, kid, I have been sick. um oh, have kids sick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have... sick. Man, oh. Adidas does good work for them. They do yeah, good work. Yeah, sure. All right, man. So so let's jump into let's jump into today's um uh, final Cabal Cup final. Um obviously Liverpool won. Alex, um just a quick review of the game. Actually, you know what? Let me let me let me taste some tears before I come to Alex. Um, Javi, well, can you give us what you, your your review of the game? How your let's just say your review of the game. Go on. I mean, not much to say. I mean, at this point, the players really were underwhelming. If there was ever a time to win a trophy, it was pretty much this time, and they they just showed they were really not ready. Just very pathetic showing to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I mean not much to say. Five big chances, five big chances missed. That's basically the summary. Congratulations to Liverpool. They deserve to win. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Alex, as you can see, Habi is, is well, he's not spirited, and that's expected after after a final. But Habi, before I go to Alex, who would you say what would you say was your biggest was the biggest reason why you why you why you lost today? Our biggest reason for losing is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. What would you say that it was? I mean, poor finishing, lack of concentration, bad decision making. There you go. Fair enough. Um, Alex, so what do you think about that? And obviously, you too as well. What was your review of the game? Okay, okay, okay. Let me explain what happened today. <laughs> what happened today, a couple of hours ago, yeah. was a dick, was a dickhead. I know it's still early. It's not 10 p.m. yet, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use too many curse words. But let's be honest. Did I, did we expect anything? Let me. I, I need to put my camera on for this one. Did we expect anything else today? Today's game. The answer for me is no. We're a better team than Chelsea. 
We've got better managers. We've got better players. And even our kids are showing that they've got more about them than the Chelsea players. Both things, to be fair, to be fair to Chelsea, they had a couple of chances, but we had big chances too. We Man, got, we had a... one big chance. No. One. We... One. You know, Gapo hit the bar. Gapo hit the bar. One big chance, one big chance, one big chance, no big chance, we, one big chance. Did we score a goal? Have you let him finish? Out? Have you let him finish? Yeah. Go, go, did on, we, go did, on. Did we score a very good, legitimate goal to go disallowed? The answer is yes. So it doesn't get bigger than that. So you can hit the bar all you want, you can, you can, you can, you can have, you can do poor finishing all you want, but if you don't score, you don't win the match. We had, we had seven kids playing today. And I mean seven kids. I mean kids that only just got the national insurance numbers. We had kids who haven't said drinking beer. <laughs> we, had, we, we had kids that still had pimples on their faces. Dude, one of those guys, one of those guys on the bench. I was like, I was like, this guy looks like Sukobi from down the road, man. Trust me. <laughs> see, we had, see, 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 you guys don't understand. We had players with number 69, 84, 110 playing against Kuku. <laughs> Palmer, Gallagher, Enzo, Caicedo, and these guys, these kids were not phased. Like, okay, okay, banter aside, it was a good game, end to end. Games with Chelsea are always, they're always like that. If we had our first team, I'd be, I'm sure you'd be the first to admit, if we had our first team, that could have easily been 8-1 or 9-1. It would have been a humiliation, let's be honest, because you guys didn't show anything in today's game for me to actually say, you know what, Chelsea are a good team. You guys were pathetic. You guys were poor. It was a shambles. I've got to be honest because I've always tried to defend Chelsea saying, oh, maybe they've got something about them. But you guys, see, we gave you guys our kids. And you guys, we gave you guys our kids. You guys still couldn't do anything. If you guys had Michael Jackson up front, he still wouldn't have beaten us with our kids. Facts. That's how bad you guys were, man. I think. I think I that. And, you know what? Right, before Alex, Alex, hold on. Before Habib responds to that, Bahala, what about you? What did you make of the game? All right, so um, we cut off a little bit because Namdi's camera was bad. Um, yeah. It's still, we can still see him in our video. Like, look at his yeah. head. Look at his face. Like, what, <laughs> what the God knows how long, how long we'll have to see that before it finally fixes itself. But before I move on, Alex, before I move to Habib, Alex wanted to add more more thing. Go on, Alex. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll just obviously banter aside. I wanted to just make it a bit more analytical in terms of today's game. What? It was a good game. It was a, it was a pulsating game. I think both teams clearly obviously wanted to win it. Both teams had chances. And to be fair to Habi, they had more big chances. But that was to, that was to be expected when you look at the teams that both, both uh, coaches put out there. Our hands were tied. Club didn't have his big players. We're missing seven, seven first-teamers were out. So the team that he put there just had to try and do the job. Just Chelsea, in my opinion, had the advantage there. But while, while I was proud of today's game is our big players bar Gapo. Our big players actually stood up. Luis Diaz, Endo, McAllister, Robertson, Van Dyke, and Konate all stood up. And they had monstrous games, each and every one of them. And for me, just shout out to um, two players. Endo, when he came in, was an underwhelming signing and people didn't really understand why we spent 16 million on someone who would never heard of before. But fair dues to the recruitment team. I think they got this one right because, in my opinion, since he's come into the team, he's been a top performer for us. He's not been 10 over 10, but he's given us 8 over 10 consistent performance. And what that's done is it's helped to free up McAllister 
who's now playing his favorite position and is looking good in that position as well. So, I, so shout out to Endo. He had a big game. He, in my opinion, again today, and hopefully Api will, will agree with me. He looked better than Caicedo. No one can tell me Caicedo looked better than Endo today. Endo and McAllister as a pair looked much better than Enzo and Caicedo. We all watched the game. Let's call a spade a spade. I'll let Alex say, shaking his head. Again, before I go to Alex, hopefully, I said, um, Alex, I have you. At least now, I think, voila. Do you think your stores is working well now so that we can go to you? You tell me. You tell me because my reception is great. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, Nate, go on. Right. Okay. So I've had to move from where I was because I think the service is poorer in that part of the hotel room. But listen, man, this is the this is the this is the thing. I don't think it was as pathetic on Chelsea's end as Abby and Alex are making out. And I don't think Liverpool were dominant either. I think what showed through for me was that Liverpool were clearly by far the hungrier side, clearly had more big game temperament. So when you look at the entire Liverpool team, of course they had kids, but those bigger players, Konate, Van Dijk, even down to say like Gakpo, they clearly had more big game temperament and they clearly were, they had more appetite for the big moments, right? I think if you had played that game 15 times with different starting lineups, Liverpool would have won because Chelsea are just missing even more than just uh, coaching. Right now, as an organization, they're missing that appetite for the big game. They can, you know, in the league, stand up against Man City like they did last week um, or against Arsenal like they did when we played 2-2 or against City 4-4 earlier in the season. But there's a trophy on the line. Completely different stakes. What are you going to do when your resistance has run out and you still have to keep playing because somebody has to go home with a trophy? I think that's where the difference was today. Liverpool just had more big game temperament, more of an appetite for the win. Because... There's no other way you can analyze a game that went to nearly the last minute of extra time. Chelsea weren't dominated and they weren't pathetic, but Liverpool had more. Fair enough. Um, um, Abby, what did you think about that? Oh, sorry. Sorry, we didn't get that last bit. What did you say? I cut you off. Sorry. I thought it was a great cup final for me. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think it was as well. I think it was really good as well. Habi, so do you want to respond to Alex and uh, Wahala? I mean, yeah, Wahala is probably right. There was no more dominant team. It was pretty much end-to-end. And I mean, there's really no more to say. I'm just annoyed. Because it's like, this has been a theme all season. Great, 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 miss, miss, miss. And it's like really, really good chances. And the players can't put them away. I know at the end of the day, everybody's going to go. Pochettino should have done this, should have done that. But I mean, at some point, those players have to be held responsible. Today, they were just very crazy. 
I mean, but um, one thing I would say though is Pochettino could not affect the game from the bench. Like the bench players bought could not really affect the game. And you kind of feel like you should have been prepared with a plan to actually affect the game that way. I know you don't want to blame Poch, but that end, towards the end of the game, when you guys were were really on Liverpool's, uh, you know, you were really on Liverpool towards the end of the game, and then the extra time started, and it just looked worse. Even though you had the fresher players, the better players to bring in off the bench. So, I mean, what would you say about that? Would you still say that was that was just Poch? I mean... Yes, I know because some of the players were told this was like Modric's first appearance in like our last four games or so. So, mm-hmm. what's he coming to do? Probably just run up and down the pitch. But I did not get the Madrid case up for the life of me. That brother came when I was playing like it was a training match, absolutely no intensity. At least with Modric, I still saw him track back. He accepted like one or two balls, was doing something. Noni was just there doing only God knows what he wanted. And that chance Enzo gave to him. Bro, square play one time or do something. Only God knows what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, so yeah, then the Gaga for yeah, I mean, even taking off, let me not get started on Gaga. That miss, but at least we we missed his energy, and that's one thing we didn't even get with Noni at all at all. So still the same. I'll still blame the players more to be honest. Alright, fair enough. Um, Alex, do you want to respond to that real quick, and then we'll pick something from Wala before we move on. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm with Habi to an extent. That I, I blame the players, obviously, and Poch as well. I think Poch has got to take a big chunk of the blame because when you look at the way the game was panning out, he had he had a card on the bench and his subs didn't work. The subs made Chelsea worse. To Habi's point, removing Gallagher and putting Palmer in that 10, for me, it made that midfield weaker because if you know it's in the extra time, we actually started dominating again. Because we, we won the midfield battle once Gallica went off. I didn't really get the Noni thing. Because where Palmer was playing on the right, he was drifting in and finding space between the lines. When Noni came in, nothing happened there again. So I think I think that sub didn't actually help. Towards the end, he removed Chilwell and he put Shalabao. I'm guessing because of penalties. Then he also put Modric. When he put Modric on for Sterling, I didn't really see anything. Because Sterling was doing what Modric was doing even better. So overall, I didn't think he did... He, he didn't do anything with the subs. I didn't, not, if anything, it made Chelsea worse. And our subs, obviously, we brought on the kids. I thought we we're just going to just go into our shell. But the kids actually played very well. And it just boils down to the manager. I think Poch is just, sorry to say, Abby, he's just a loser. I think Poch is a loser. I'm not loser, going to so. disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. So I, he doesn't inspire confidence in the players, nothing. So just another one so apologies for that man but we yeah we, we take our trophy and we move you, you said the truth there's nothing to apologize for you're 100% right he's not the winner yeah. <laughs> fair enough Um, and before we leave um, this as well just um, I mean just to add because you know we talked we've talked a little bit about the youngsters that played and they were good they were you know these Liverpool youngsters many of us didn't even know them but as you know these players that you are, you are blaming Habib some of them Palmer especially. Some of these guys will learn from a game like this now. So even though they lost, I mean, it's not all, all that bad. People like Caicedo did well. Coville did well. Gusto did well. And Palmer, when he was on it, he did well. Right? Yeah, but like, yeah, they'll learn. But the thing is, this was not one of those games they would have needed to learn from. Like, this was there for the taking. If we were ever going to beat Liverpool in a cup final, like in recent times, this was the time, man. 
if you mess that up, like, I mean, it doesn't exactly inspire confidence that you guys would do anything. Mm -hmm. I, in yeah. my, sometimes, I, I guess I, mean, I like to sometimes see the positive in all these kind of losses. Because I, when I, I saw Caicedo's performance today, Corbio, Augusto as well, and I thought they had good performances. And I was feel like, you know what, you, this time they lost it. Maybe next time, you know, they'll be more prepared. And like I said on, on one of those things, next time, Pama Olenda, don't give that ball to Kara, uh, what's his name? Gallagher. Gallagher. <laughs> don't give that ball to Gallagher. Find somebody <laughs> to slot that ball back in. So um, for me, for me, there was no positive for Chelsea, man. For me, in my opinion, these guys had a whole week to prepare for this game. We played, we played against Luton on Wednesday. Yeah, they, they had a whole week to prepare for this game, and they still bottled it. <laughs> Blue bottle, they bottled it. Fair I mean, we didn't bottle anything technically. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost. We didn't bottle. Uh, you lost. No, don't just say just lost. You lost our kid. Get it right. Uh, we lost. We didn't bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and Wahala, before we leave this, who was your man of the match today? I mean, it's not even just the fact that he, he scored, but I think you can obviously point. But for the leadership, for the... Again, I keep going back to that appetite thing. Van Dijk saw that here was a game that needed somebody to take it by the scruff of the neck. And he did just that. Van Dijk, for me, outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, reminds me of like Steven Gerrard. That's God that Gerrard would do. Grab the game by the scruff of the neck and win it. Not, not uh, what about you? Go on. Actual winning goal. Not just the disallow goal, the actual winning goal. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, so he, he's quite a player. He really is. Fair enough. Um, Alex, what about you? Who was your man of the match? Watsuru Endo. That was that was my man of the match. Obviously, I think Van Dyke is he should on paper, but my man of the match is Endo. I just want to recognize him. I thought the guy had another monstrous game. He played exceptionally well. I, I don't know if you've seen the stats. He won the most duels, the most tackles. Like he was he was a man possessed, and he's been doing just that for us for a while. Low key, but people haven't really noticed. Hopefully, now he gets his he gets his shine. The only thing that's pissing me off now is he was on he had a. He was on crutches and he had the brace. No, at, at, the, at the end of the one. game, another one, mate. Another one. I'm not really sure what happened there, man. But our players are dropping like flies now. That's clock my house to play on Wednesday. I'm telling you, what is this? Because Gravin Burge went off injured as well, so it's crazy yeah. that one is done. What about you, um, um, Habi? Who was your man of the match? I mean, it's Van Dyke or Kelleher because Kelleher made like. Two, three very good saves actually keep Liverpool in the game. Van Dyke had a stellar performance from the first whistle to the last whistle. So it was it was great. Fair enough. Well, you know, your, your face is a picture of resignation. You know when <laughs> somebody is resigned. Is like, it? I don't know. I'm tired, man. It's done with <laughs> I got you tired. All right, so I guess we could move on to the Premier League and you know, another exciting weekend of Premier League football. And it looks like Wala has got to take a coffee or something. This nigga just stood up and just walked out. I didn't understand. Anyways, <laughs> anyways um, right now, so a little bit to talk about now. Uh, we talk a little bit about the league and this league. And to start off this week, I'd like to get you guys take uh, what you thought was the goal of the weekend. 
So what about you, Abby? Did you did you did you happen to see any other this weekend? Which was your best? I mean, let me see. Let me run through the goals. What goal really stood out? Ah, I know. Come back to me. I don't know. Nothing comes yeah. to mind. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my goal of the weekend. Alex Iwobi, Fulham, last minute winner against Man United. Shall I take that one? Take that one. That was a good goal. He gave he gave uh, Udada the eyes right there. Udada ah, he saw that. He saw that. He chopped that. Udada chopped that all day long. He, he chopped that all day long. It was, that was a really good goal. What about you, Dabdi? What was your goal? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really thinking. I can't really think about anything that, that stood out in that way. You know? I don't know that I want to award goal of the weekend to... Hey, just give us, the, give us some goals that you really like this weekend. I mean, just pick an ass now, go. Pick an ass now, go. We thought for the best goal. Listen, I, I thought Saka did really well to, as we say, commote his man. I'll tell you, finish that ball. But, but I, don't, I don't know that he necessarily was going for that goal. I'm not yeah. convinced that he was going for a goal. I think he was trying to whip it across. So yeah. I don't know whether I want to answer that. But if he did mean it, then that's a contender. Uwobi's goal was great, especially given the abuse he's faced from his own fans here in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, it wasn't like bust-your-head type of goal. One outside-the-box finish over the weekend, and that was it. Um, man, all I have in my brain right now is, is Galeno for midweek. I don't know why I'm bringing that up. I know because of that, I'm just going to move off you. Uh, what's your name? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm give, you, going to... give me one minute. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for um, Habert's goal because of the pass from and the movement from Martinelli to get there and then pull it back in that way. That was a good goal. I will say good one goal. thing. Trippier lately defensively. Trippier has been very suspect. Trippier has been very suspect defensively lately. In that in our game, I think about two of our goals, Trippier was just kind of like... He was just slower on the play. He wasn't as sharp as you would expect him to be. But uh, what about you, Habi? Do you have a goal now? I mean, yeah. This goal actually comes to mind. Joe Willock against Arsenal. I mean, uh, yeah, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that, that was a perfectly placed header. The picture of Raya, like, just hanging mid-air, stretching hopelessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that uh, Raya, do not place him, man. I'm not going to lie. The place is asking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the place is asking a lot. Maybe I'm just saying that because, obviously, uh, there was the portal goal. But God damn it, they placed him in that goal. But, uh, okay, so we can move on again. And then uh, just before, uh, one more question on the weekend like this. Uh, who would you say was your player of the game? Week? Obviously, taking out this... You know, and you know what? I can actually add. You can actually add the Liverpool game as well against Luton. But um, Habib, who would you say was your player of the weekend? Uh, weekend, Oli Watkins. Ooh, sure boy, sure boy. Another goal and assist again. And uh, you know what? I, this is actually a perfect time to talk about this. This is something I let's talk about with uh, you know on here. And when I said it on the group, Shola said I was mad. It was asking me if I'm mad. But it's Oli Watkins, a serious contender for player of the season. I mean, Villa make top four and definitely is definitely. Yes, for me, for sure. Like his, his numbers, his numbers can be denied. He's yeah. up there when it comes to goals. He's up there when it comes to assists, and he's leading the top four chart for Villa. So, 
So at this exactly. point, if they, make, if, if they make top four, even top five, I think he's definitely a contender. He's not going to win it, but he's a contender because men lie when men lie numbers don't, for sure. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, even when you watch him and you watch his game for Villa, ever since uh, Unai got there, got to Villa, Unai has changed. Like, he has been supercharged. You know, it's not just his goal and assist, his work weight, everything he does for Villa. He's like, he's their guy. and Amazing from him this season. So, uh-huh. yes, I wish Salah was here so he could let his ass do you know, I, I do think it's definitely a contender for you know for 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 a player of the season. I will see how far Villa Villa go there. And I'm um, speaking a little bit about the contenders for top four. I guess we could stay on this a little bit. Um, Eddie Howe and ETH Alex. Eddie Howe again losing so many games against uh, Newcastle. How long do you think they will have patience with him, or do you think he's already gone in the summer? I think he's gone in the summer. I think they'll give him to the summer, then he's gone. I think Newcastle, um, in my opinion, they missed a trick not not replacing him in the summer. That just went by anyway. He got them to the promised land Champions League. That's when they had to strike. Get someone who's better. Get someone who's just more established, who, is, who can actually take them to that next level. They needed like a younger Mourinho, if that makes any sense. But they but kept Eddie Howe. That would have been dangerous breaking up the team like that, though, you know, because of because what because of what they did, they, they did so well. Agreed, agreed. But when you now look at what they did in the summer in terms of purchases, like no one really stood out. I, I didn't really see them moving to that next level. If that makes sense, I just felt like they were just adding squad players, a bunch of squad players to the team. And as you know, the Premiership is very unforgiving. Like a couple of bad results, and you and you find yourself like struggling. Right mm-hmm. now, they. They're in ninth position, 37 points. They're still there about two points from Brighton, who is seventh. So it's still there. They can still make Europe. But I think regardless of where they finish this, this season, I think they'll replace Eddie Howe in the summer and, and, try and, and try and get a manager who they feel can take them to that next level. Just someone who's a little bit more cultured. Fair enough. Um, and Happy, what do you think about ETH? Mm-hmm. Uh, another bad loss. Well, a bad loss for, for, for uh, mind you. Like you said, Nigeria they went they went out to kill Onana, you know. And again, when actually when uh, Man U scored their first goal, I thought, okay, you know what, these guys are going to find a jabbing win out of nowhere. No, but they managed to they managed to lose that anyway. How how do you do you see ETH continuing on with this you know new management and new whatever it is that that United have? I mean, before I answer that, I think. My you finally got what's been coming a long time because do you know how many games those people have survived and escaped with three points like yep. on multiple yep. occasions? So I mean, like one time, let's go against them. Yes, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So as for it, I don't think it's going to last past this summer because even from all the chatter around the club, from the new guy Radcliffe, doesn't even sound like he's on board with Ten Hag. It was like end of the season. I expect that nigga to be out the door. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, fair enough. I, I would say, I, and it's crazy with ETH because some of the guys that he didn't even like, those are the guys that are saving, you know, that saving quite a few times. You know, McTominay, Maguire. Those are the guys that are, are doing well. Bro, so, like Maguire has been something else. This year. He used that well, but like he just hits form and he's been on something since then. Even yeah. my fans. Started to respect him again when he got injured. My first is so sad. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, they, they, they keep having injuries. Uh, but I'm not going to blame their injuries anymore because 
you know, at this point in time, you've won some games, you should I can win some games. Rasmus went off injured, but you know, at the same time, Liverpool also lost three of their best, you know, their best forward line. And they still they still went, you know, went ahead and to do something this week. So uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let injuries again, you know, bring that in. So with yeah. that, I guess we can talk. Did you want to say something, Alex? Yeah, I just want to quickly add. I think ETH again is another is another dead man walking, and I blame him. I think um a lot of a lot of the issues man you have faced this season has been down to him, his tactical and his lack of coaching. I'll give you. I, I won't spend too much time on this. I'll just give an example based on yesterday's game. So Rasmus was missing, right? What does mm-hmm. he do? He just destroys the entire team. And I'll explain what I mean about that. Yeah. Rasmus missing. Where, where's Ganache been playing his good football lately on the right? Where's Rashford been playing good football lately on the left? Why don't you... A, a good coach will keep them in their positions. And maybe play... Maybe play... What's his name? McTominay up front. Just to play the force night. Physical presence, similar to Rasmus. But instead, he takes Ras, uh, Rashford up front. He puts Ganache up on the left. Then he puts some random youths on the right. So he is because of Rasmus missing, he's rejigged three positions. Yeah, that's ETH for you. He does a lot. He does a lot of things like that. Then he blames injuries. Oh, we don't have our first team. We don't have this. No team has their first team. You just have to manage and actually coach the players to actually do better. And I feel like he's lost it. And I think the players actually know that he's a dead man walking because they're not giving the all for him. So I think yeah, he's done. He's dusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, while uh, we were talking a little bit about ETH, uh, yeah, that's not that's not that's not a bad shout from Alex, right? When you consider the number of good managers in the market this summer, like it's actually it's actually crazy. I just realized that Joachim Lo, the former Germany manager, he's available. Strangely, yeah. enough. he's not averse to coaching a club. Um, interestingly enough, Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann. These are, these so are cool. managers that can be attracted to Man United. Zidane's mm-hmm. available. Tuchel so so probably wouldn't be a, a favored candidate for a prem team based on, you know, the way he disagreed with the new management at, at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think they'd, they'd be, because there's so many options, they won't be in a hurry to try to touch it. Especially not United, who already have enough problems of their own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But given given the amount of quality in terms of managers around in the market, it's more for that than for anything else that I think ETH will go. Because I don't think ETH, um, with with a club like United, when managers start um, looking like they're about to be ditched, it's usually because there's tension between themselves and upstairs. ETH seems to have the confidence of upstairs, you know? And um, you saw that from the way he prevailed in the duel with, with Sancho. So I think it's more because they have options and because, you know, they have a new a new ownership. So, yeah, that, that might be a good shot, Alex, man, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't like to see it. I like to see a manager given time. Yeah, but, you know. It looks likely. Looks like, yeah, I, I like I always like one thing I've always said about ETH is that it knows how to win ugly at the end of the day. Though some of them, you know, they are they are kind of lucky. I don't know the stat I saw about them having like 100 shots in 2024, something ridiculous like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you keep allowing so many chances, eventually it's to bite your ass. But then you know, we're united now, they lost this one, but they'll run off like two wins in a, in a row 
maybe add the Manchester Derby to it, you know, pray for that. And all of a sudden, everything is right again. You know, everybody's happy again. The, the problem with United is they have nothing to win. Yeah. They have nothing to win. Even if you're going to play... Cup, aren't they? And they they'll, be out, they'll be out by Thursday. Who are they playing? <laughs> Who are they playing? Not not for us away. They'll be out ah, by Thursday. Do Trust do me. They'll be there. They'll be, they'll be out by Thursday. You see. <laughs> Who are they playing? Not... Nottingham Forest away. They'll be out by Thursday. I think the, I think that's the kind of game that ETH wins. That's the kind of game okay. that ETH wins. He wins, okay. he wins that kind of game and then everyone is like, you know, they'll calm down a little bit. You know. Not, they, not, with, not with not without Rasmus. Oh, not... Okay, well, Rasmus is out. <laughs> uh, but so, suddenly you're, you rate, you rate Hoyland? No, uh, I don't, but... The, but, but, he's wait, that's right. but Hoyland is on form, though. Hoyland is on big form. You have to give it to him. <laughs> He's he's a bad bunch. Bunch. He knows he knows why I'm teasing him because he had a oh, right. go about oh, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, um, yeah, so like I said, we'll see we'll see what happens um with ETH and how their season finishes. Um, who do you guys play? Who do you guys play in the FA Cup this week? No, where else? We're done. Oh, oh I my did. god. I did. Oh, oh. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> good thing. I wait, wait. Don't... Abby, are you still in FA Cup as well? You're still in FA Cup. Yep. Yeah, you're still in FA Cup. So there you go. So another... another... Just, just pray you don't meet us in the final, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Anyway, uh, fair enough. And speaking about, uh, uh, you know, get to the final. Man City, that's another big team that you're going to have to face if you're going to win the, the FA Cup. Um, Namdi, their team... Recently, finishing their efficiency, their efficiency in the last two games has been somewhat below par. Obviously, they can still pick up because you know it is Man City. But with this grueling run supposedly coming on, I actually thought that maybe United would be one one that you know we should be scared of for Man City. But you know, obviously, they've gone and stumbled and they look kind of like one kind. But you never know with United; they can they can turn up on that day. You know, how do you see City's next few games going? Do you think that they overpower these teams? And by the time we face them, it's, you know, it's pretty much still City right there at the top. Oh, sorry, second, second place or top, whichever one, depending on what United and Liverpool do. Right now, strangely enough, City's success is really up to them. If you consider that Pep has played without a recognized out-and-out striker and still gone on all-conquering form in the past, um, I, I believe the season before Haaland came. Was it the season before that they did the, the domestic travel? Whenever they did... No, the, it was the season he came. Whenever they did the domestic travel, they, they did that without having a recognized outstrike. What City's problem is this season might just be what some of the pundits think, which is a hunger question. Are they still hungry, having been so dominant last season? Do they have the appetites whilst Liverpool and Arsenal are supercharged in terms of wanting, like, Liverpool wants Klopp to go out on a high. Arteta hasn't won anything major since he... Well, the FA Cup is major, but you know what I mean. He's 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 looking to step up and get the big trophies. If City are to do well this season, it's going to come down to whether internally they can find that extra. I don't think it's going to be about their finishing. It's not going to be about their being able to take larger games. City can always find that. Against whomever, whenever. 
City can turn up on any day against any team and walk away with a win. So it's going to be an internal question. Does does Pep have enough still in terms of motivation to get his team over the line? We'll find out. Fair enough. Fair enough. I hope they don't have it when we face them. I would like them to, I would like to beat them away. Finally, just cancel that shit. But let's see. <laughs> let's see if we're able to do that. You know, um, and happy before I leave uh the side of uh title challengers. Uh, there's this song that people were playing. Do you want me to sing it? I think you know the song I'm talking about. What's on? Samina, Mina. Do you know that song? <laughs> Can I have it, eh? <laughs> Can I have it? Um, but not even just Kai Havertz. Um, Jorginho. A, a good performance from him. Um, what did you make of Jorginho? And what have you or what have you made of Jorginho since he, since he joined us now? Another one. That was a Taylor made a Teta type signing. So it's like I don't know if Arsenal fans have a problem of being deliberately dishonest when players play for their rival clubs or so. Was like how Jorginho was a trash player at Chelsea. Jorginho and Kai were useless. Then all of a sudden, they're linked to Arsenal, they decide for Arsenal, boom, they're the best things since sliced bread. I'm like, these things were obvious already. That's why when Arsenal fans are crying for Georgina, I was like, what are you people on about? Like, you'd be such a good signing for you guys. I think it's, your team is built in such a way that it could cover up for his defensive inabilities. Not as if he's totally useless, but at least he's not as... Should I say as solid as maybe Rice or a party would be defensively? So at least the rest of the team can make up for that. But on the ball, bro, he's probably he's better than everyone you all have. So that signing was always going to make a whole lot of sense for us now. So yeah, nothing he's doing is surprising. I mean, when Chelsea, when he was going good, he was at the center of a lot of it too. So nah, it's not surprising in the least bit. Fair enough. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was one of those Arsenal fans that that January when we signed um Hogin, um Yogino, because of what had been going on with um Caicedo, with Chase Caicedo. It was such a it was such a downer. You know, I was like, ah, and again, it's another Chelsea guy. At that point, we we're done with Chelsea rejects. We we're like, like, fuck you guys, I reject. Stop giving us your players. So it felt really bad. <laughs> I didn't like it one tiny bit. I didn't even care about what the guy was about. I was like, look, just don't get it from Chelsea, please. But you know, that happened and he has done so well. And I'm I'm really happy I was wrong, wrong about him. So Alex, right now, another two guys drop off today. You know, for Liverpool, you know, Salah injured, Darwin injured, Jota injured. How is your title challenge looking with this injury blows? I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, a quote from Klopp earlier today, where he said, and I and I quote, "As long as we have eleven players, we'll go for it." Mm. Sure, boy. I like that's, that. That's, that's, that's like what Klopp said, and, and that's what we're going to do. Now they're laughing, but that's what, that's what my manager said. That's my manager. I want to answer that question. I want to answer that question. Alex is very bullish today, and you can tell it's because of Of course, he does what he called final. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> God, pardon my language. He's, he's, he's uh, wow, let me look for a good euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> His third leg is very active tonight. He's, he's <laughs> but I don't know, man, Alex. I'm going to be very honest with you. Unless you start getting players back very quickly. But what I saw today, you're not going to be getting the job done within 90 minutes. And that's scary for you because you have the Europa League coming up. And teams there are a lot more unforgiving than Chelsea is. I have a very strong suspicion 
that if you don't get back to at least 16 recognizable world-beating outfield players by the time you're playing Europa, round of 16, your, t your season is going to collapse real quick. Yeah. Really quick. I tell you? Yeah. And, I, and I agree. But I saw and, and I agree. And I agree. The only thing I would say to that is, based on the fixtures and the way it's been panned out, right? So we've got Forest away our next game. Yeah. After that, we've got Man City at home, and then Everton away, Brighton at home, Sheffield United at home. There are a few tough games, but from what I've heard, we should be expecting three players within the next within it by Darwin, the City Darwin's game, which is two weeks time. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, Darwin, Soboslai, and Salah should be back for the City game. The only okay. game that that is between now and the City game is the Forest away. So Fair with man. the current players that we have, we should be able to navigate Forest away. So come yeah. pity. But to your point, as long as no one else drops off in terms of players getting injured, yeah. we should we should be okay. Because Darwin, Soboslai, and Salah, that's goals. So hopefully they come out for the City game. Then remember we've got we've got um, an, an international break at the end of March. Then yeah. on the back of that, we're expecting another batch. So we're expecting Trent Curtis Jones to be back. Trent and Curtis Jones. So again, things start looking up as long as no one else drops. Because if we get one more injury, because like you said, we've got we got two more today, Gavin Birch and um, Endo. I don't know how long they're out for. I'm hoping it's just precaution with the braces and everything. Hopefully, hopefully one or two weeks. But it's tough. It's looking tough. But obviously, like Liverpool, like football fans, we we we, we don't just wait to enjoy the last moments. We enjoy the ride. So what we're doing right now, we're enjoying the ride. Where that takes us to, don't know. We'll keep we'll keep enjoying the ride till the wheels fall off. Right. Fair enough. Enjoying the ride, you. Yeah, I love to enjoy the ride. That's like. You have to yeah. enjoy the ride, though. I've, I've been enjoying the ride for about six, seven, eight years now. Please, let's just... Let, let, <laughs> let, let's just ride the football. <laughs> let's get to the definition. Let's ride, let's ride the football, please. Okay, um, would, would you like this Liverpool win the Premiership, Arsenal win the Championship? No, no, no. I, 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 that's fair. Oh, wait, say that again. No, you said no. Liverpool win the Premiership, Arsenal win Champions League. Because that's what people yeah, are beholding yeah. Arsenal to. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Champions definitely. League. You don't take that? I'll take that. Take that. Take you can it. take Europa, Europa League and we're good. Take you can take Europa League. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And I guess we can end. We can end. Well, I want you to take this as well. Um, Klopp, you know, normally I, I actually don't, do not, like, really think the Carabao, the, the Carabao Cup is that important. Lately, most big teams have taken it a little bit more important when they get to the final stages of the competition. I, you know, fair enough for them. But um, Klopp winning this competition his last, you know, season, what does this kind of win for his team? Especially the manner of it. What does it do for Liverpool's aspirations moving forward towards the end of the season? You know, this farewell tour that Klopp is on, it's truly yeah. on, isn't it? No, it is. For a team that has won as many matches as they have under Klopp, for a team that has won as many matches as they've won under Klopp, for a team that has been excellent for so long, for a team that has basically played fun foot football the entire time that Klopp has been managing, Liverpool haven't won enough. We can actually say that. Not as a measure of his managerial prowess. I think people are really dead wrong trying to make out that one Premier League means that Klopp hasn't been an outstanding success. But we have to admit that 
the pep obstacle and any other obstacle that there have been in the way, Real Madrid, for instance, Klopp could be sitting here with four Premier Leagues and three Champions Leagues. And mm, then yep. that would actually be what would be a testimony to the impact he's had on Liverpool. So for that Agreed. reason, it's important for him this season to take some silverware with him while he's going. You know, I wasn't joking. I think the Europa League would be excellent because that way, no matter what else you say, you say every available trophy, every tournament he entered as a Liverpool manager, he won at least once. So Europa League would be a great way for him to say farewell. But, um, you know, as for the league, which is what they really want... <laughs> For him to end this farewell tour, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I hope it does. I hope it doesn't happen as well. I mean, I think Habi is trying to connect, but uh, I think we're, we're pretty much done for today. Uh, yeah. You know, if you know, if, if he connects, maybe I'll get a last word from him or not. But if not, thank you all so much for listening. Please follow, like, subscribe. Um, Alex, do you want to say one more thing before we go? Yeah, nothing. I just want to say, well played, Chelsea, man. But yeah, you guys are our bitches. Man. Like, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's one of those. Hey, all right, all right. Congrats. Congrats. Nice one, nice one, nice one, nice one. You won. Congratulations, properly, but when we win the Premiership, congratulations. Alex, I don't win that. Just, it's okay. Let, let, let's hear. Let's hear one, please. <laughs> Alright, everyone. Thank you all. Uh, nice one, everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. Alright. Nice one, brother.